Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, what's up? We in this biatch. <laughs> I'm in a silly mood. I'm just in a good mood. It's 2020. Um, we're the first podcast of the year.、Um, you know, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just feeling good, feeling refreshed. We got a great podcast. It's short but sweet, but you know, lots of topics in there domestic, international, economic, business, political, Olympic bullshit, you know, products. We got a bunch of stuff for you. Documentary stuff got a lot of links in the in the description. Just we got I got I got a fun little bag for you guys this time. Again, it's not a huge long hour long bag, but it's a good thirty something minute bag, and I think you'll like it. So enjoy. Twenty twenty, we in this bitch. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, everyone? It is episode one o three. 103 of Japan according to Akio. Happy New Year to you all. It's our first episode of the year, the year of the Tokyo Olympics. Even though you know how I feel about this bullshit, and you can imagine that <laughs> there's gonna, <laughs> there's gonna be a sarcastic ass、um, article coming your way in this episode, of course. But before that, let me get things ready, crack open, you know, as, as I occasionally do. Oh yeah, I gotta. What do I ha- what I have for you guys today?、Mm. Is a、uh, Yona Yona, like one of my favorite Japanese craft beers from、uh, some fucking company. I forgot wh- what the company's name. Is. I just know the fucking beer.、Um, I, I don't know what.、Uh, oh, from oh、uh, yeah, Kaluizawa. No, it's from Kaluizawa. I, I don't know. I don't even know the company of the name that makes this shit, but. This and another one of my beer, or my well, is one of my favorite craft beer、uh, companies. I should probably,、uh, I'll try to remember if I don't do it, my bad. I'll try to remember to put、um, a link in the fucking、um, description of some shit from this company, so you can hopefully get an idea about you know where this beer is from and, and what it's all about. Because I like it, I like it.、Mm. If you're a beer connoisseur, or if you're old enough to drink, but we got a lot of shit going on、uh, here in Japan. It's, it's it, I'm so refreshed. It's crazy. Like I was really fucking dragging at the end of the year, and I really didn't realize it until I took some time to just do nothing. It took about a week, just a family time, resting, sitting on my ass, thinking, planning. You know, for this year, getting my image, and my shit together、um, for this year, upcoming year. Not because of the Olympics alone, but I mean, even though this year does mark a real,、um, I mean, yeah, it's just started. It might be the year that's a real turning point in in my life, my dreams, and my goals, and things like that. You never know what's you know off the radar screen, but just in general, like regardless of whether it happens this year or not, for me, you know, I'm so charging full speed ahead, like to keeping these dreams alive and making them happen, and you know, I'm I'm just, I, I will say, like this holiday made me reevaluate 
the importance of physical vitality in, you know, uh, what I'm doing here, because just these past few days of being well rested, um, you know, clear headed and, and thinking about how I do things. I made a few changes with the content I make for Japanese people, how I do my schedule a little bit. And, you know, I'm seeing the dividends in what I'm outputting. Um, the quality of what I'm outputting again, not for y'all motherfuckers, <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, not for y'all motherfuckers. Y'all just get this bullshit ass podcast and that's it. But, um, for, you know, my career side, and I'm really happy with this, but you know, you never know. It might pay dividends later on d- down the line. I started doing some, actually some YouTuber shit for Japanese people. Mm. Although it could, it could kind of cross over to you guys but yeah now now that i'm thinking about it i might uh, i might just be able to just throw that shit out on my youtube channel for you guys um it you know it it is a bit slower and i don't know where yeah that's actually an idea if i just repackage what i'm doing and just throw it out there it might work it it, i don't know i'll I'll figure it out I'll, i'll think about it a bit more but um i'm definitely putting out like my face not only 2d animated content but also like video shorts about you know life in japan comparing stuff for for people listening but i think it's not really like the pay it's not as snappy as this shit is um because you know I'm, i'm speaking a little bit slower um making sure people can hear me breaking shit down in a way that's maybe digestible for people who are studying english but, you know, it might be kind of entertaining nuggets for you guys. So, I don't know. I'm, now that I'm talking about it, it actually kind of makes sense. It wouldn't take a lot of work for me to do. So, I'll, I'll think about it. But, I don't know. But, whatever. Whatever. Anyway. Mm. Mm. The holiday. Hopefully, you had a good holiday. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I haven't had a fucking beer in a while. So, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's just good. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, like, um, yeah, the holiday was great, lots of family time, stuff like that. For me, on a personal note, um, just hanging out, doing what I do, uh, I did, well, let me just start getting into stuff, because actually, I'm not extremely limited on time, but it's like 11, 15, 11, 20 at night, and I have another video I want to get uploaded before I go to bed, and I'd like to go to bed at a decent hour tonight, I'm trying to get to bed at like 1 o'clock in the morning. So, um, cause tomorrow's my day with my son, so not the whole day, but, um, you know, I work only half a day, so we're going to fucking Costco, <laughs> Costco Wednesday party time. And the weather in Tokyo has been fucking bananas. Cause it's like, it's going to be like 60, uh, fuck like, what was that? Like 19 degrees, uh, Celsius tomorrow, which is like 60 something degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and it's fucking January. New Year's Eve here was about the same thing. It was it's been really unseasonably warm, and you know, so I'm gonna try and just take advantage of the weather uh, for my son and just take him to a park or something, run around somewhere after we go to Costco. But I got I gotta work, and plus we gotta have his nap time. So I gotta like you know run dash to Costco, dash back. Take his ass to a park, have a bunch of fun, take a fucking nap, wake my ass up, you know, because I'm fucking tired by the time I get up. Wake my ass up, dash to fucking work and, and work until the evening, and then I'm going to upload this shit tomorrow night. So you, I know this podcast is going to be coming out. I'm damn sure not doing this shit tonight. 
so my apologize my apologies for this it'll probably come out wednesday um but you know it's the start of the week start of the year i would say and the last day oh i wish i can transition into normally i i when i'm my normal scheduled days i record or i try to record on sunday but sunday was like the last day of the holiday family time and also a friend of mine had uh an event a family related event oh i'll say i won't say who the person is but um a friend of mine had a baby shower and you know it was really nice here um, and one, one thing which I can tell you about, which I didn't know about before coming to Japan, it was held at this place called the American Club, the Tokyo American Club here, excuse me, sorry about that, in Tokyo. And it's a really, really classy, um, up, you know, high class club in dead smack in the central, central Tokyo, um, huge fucking complex. They got a lot of amenities. I put the um, a link to their website below. Um, it's like a super secret fucking Justice League type place. And you know, my friend is a member, and so he he got they got bowling alley in there. I only we can only go in one area. I got a chance to walk around a bit more and see some of the other shit in there. But um, you know, jam a pool, um, a lot of different activities. Um, it's it's pricey to get to get in a membership is pricey uh i think a membership they've got different levels but between like two million three million yen if you translate that you know cut two zeros off of it it's um about 20 to thirty thousand us dollars membership fee plus a monthly fee um to get in there so that like being in there and just seeing feeling the vibes of that place that's gonna go on my bucket list as one of the, the one of the things i want to achieve um in business as just to be able to get a membership there and you know just the vibe the atmosphere seeing my my family my son running all around the place in there and having a really good time and you know knowing that there's other kids there in the international field have events and just have friends hanging out not, like not because of it's like this expensive ass place but you know the atmosphere of that and not like my friend is ooh, he's bowling because he's in there it's not like that it's, it was really like i you know i enjoyed the event i enjoyed the place i actually saw a few other people that i know haven't seen for a long time and you know i want to be able to have that experience and share it with my family and stuff like that in the future so whenever i want at my leisure uh, and you know, and also it's fucking football season. It's American football season. If you're not from America, it's American football. It's football. Most of you guys, from, a lot. I think a lot of listeners are from America. It's football season, so I'm waking up at like you know five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and shit, watching games, going all crazy. Um, so yeah, that that was another factor in me not recording and this getting out late to you. And, and now that I think about it, like. I might just try and record early this coming weekend as well because pretty much Sunday I'm going to be doing the exact same fucking thing. You know, waking up at like 5, 4 o'clock in the morning on on um, Sunday morning just to just to get these games in. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, but, but yeah, that was like, I think, a, a one final event for the weekend. That was really, really nice. A, re, a good capper on the holiday. But I'm really happy to get back to doing what I'm doing. Um especially talking to you guys. I hope you guys had a really really good holiday. So all right, like I said, I'm 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 a little bit I'm trying to I'm not going I'm I'm trying to um keep things a little bit compressed. So uh, let me see. I took a picture of my topics cuz 
I'm fucking around. I'm transitioning the settings on my laptop a bit. A bit. All right, so let's let, let's get into our our, our, our uh, a real episode, like not like the bullshit I gave y'all last time, where I was just completely slapped together. I actually did some research. So, um, the first one is let's get into our product review, right? And this is some more sweets for you if you guys have the time. Again, please check out the banner. Um, not the banner. The fucking uh, link in in the profile in the description of this episode click the link use my affiliate code buy a bunch of shit you know please (laughs) but no um this is actually one of my favorite snacks you know when i do eat chocolate uh one of my favorite to eat and actually, it makes a really great uh, souvenir for people. I, I brought them back to the States last time, and everyone went fucking bananas for these. It's really simple. It's just like a cookie with some rectangular cookie, and on the bottom side of it is some pressed chocolate in there. But this shit's good, though. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what, how the fuck they did it. They calibrated the, the chocolate ratio to the cookie ratio in this shit, but it's just good, right? Um, they're called, uh, Bourbon Alfort something. Bourbon Alfort. I never even look at the name. I just know what the package is and I just buy them. <laughs> I never even read the name before. I guess they're Alforts or some shit. And it's, um, 204 grams. So Bourbon Alfort 200, FS 204 grams. Um, if you have a chance, either when you come into Japan, get them. Or if you see them somewhere online, preferably from Sakura Mart, just buy it from there, please. Um, yeah, it, it, it's definitely good. I would say they go really well with coffee. They have some that are like uh, different flavors. I never get the most. I don't know what the fuck I'm eating. I'm just like eating the shit. Like whenever they're around. Of course, they're Japanese chocolate, so they're individually packaged. Like, again, like now global warming and everything is like a huge, a, a big topic in the Japanese media. But individual, I've talked about it before, individually wrapped snacks is something that just will never, I, I can't imagine it going away here anytime soon. And these, you'll be, if you do buy them, when you do buy them, you'll be surprised that every piece of chocolate is individually wrapped so that, you know, you, it's isolated, its goodness is isolated and protected from any fucking contamination by other pieces of chocolate or grubby ass fingers. Like that, <laughs> you know, mm. but, but no, um, I've talked about it before, but I'll just recap it quickly that that a lot of times that is because of um, whatchamacallit, like a lot of sweets and things like that. You know, Japan's a real group oriented culture. So having candies that are individually wrapped or chocolates that are individually wrapped makes it easy to pass out to people and they can eat them at their leisure. You know, West, you, you, you get like a box of cookies, for example, here in, or, or in the States, for example, and you open them shits, like half of them's all fucked up. Like, you know, you got to eat them now. You can't save them for the afternoon because they get all stale and shit. But if you have them actually individually wrapped and, you, you know, you open them up and set them out, you don't, it's not like a fucking, you know, time crisis type situation to eat them because people can, 
take one, put it in their desk, eat it the next day, shit like that. Like a lot, uh, some souvenirs and stuff like that that coworkers bring. I'll just like grab one or two and shove them in my little like mini locker thing at work. And like a couple of days later, maybe even a week later, just take it out and eat it. You can't do that if it's not individually wrapped. And so that's kind of one. It's like a necessary evil here in Japan. But definitely check that out, um, of course. Of course, of course. All right, so I got a couple of more things for you um, that I'm looking at through my phone. Uh, a few of them are. One is a really big, really big topic that we're gonna talk about. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna. I'm. 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 I'm not gonna give too much into it, but we're gonna save that for later. The first one you heard me talking about the fucking Olympics, and there's some more bullshit going on. <laughs> I haven't seen it on, I haven't really been watching Japanese news. And, you know, if you're, you know, the big news that's been going on in the U.S. and stuff like that. So, um, and another story I'll get to in a little bit, but which I've been tracking for several months, foreshadowing. You probably know what it is. Mm. But um, one thing you might not have heard about, probably haven't heard about, is fucking asbestos. So, <laughs> the article I got for you is Tokyo to contain asbestos. Tokyo to contain asbestos found at uh, 2020 Olympics water polo venue. Tokyo to contain. Actually, I didn't. I didn't really read the article so much. I just scammed through it a little bit, like about a week or two ago. And they're gonna contain the asbestos found. And it is what it sounds like at one of the. Um, venues for uh, i think the water polo stadium or whatever they fucking found asbestos <laughs> in the walls right and i think that asbestos was actually found i believe three years ago for the venue but it wasn't reported initially don't quote me on this read the article for yourself but um if that if i if my memory does serve me correctly and that is true you know it, it, there's a lot we can unpack with this First off, this is some bullshit, right? Like, you got asbestos in the fucking Olympic venues. Now, in one Olympic venue. Now, you might think, oh, that fucking sucks. Are they still going to have it there? And, of course, the government's like, whoa, whoa, we're going to contain it. It's going to be cool. Nobody worry. It's all good. We got you. <laughs> right? That's what got. We got you. Don't worry about it. Is what the government, Tokyo government is saying. That And you might think, yeah, maybe you got it. But if you live in Japan, the first thing I think about is, oh, they found it in one area. Damn. How many other venues have asbestos? That's the first thing. Because if they're not reporting it in one venue, how many other venues has it gone unreported in? That's the big thing. Shit like this in, in Japan is not isolated at all, right? I can almost guarantee you this is asbestos, like, in a, in other fucking venues that they're, that they're eyeballing now. Like, they probably sprayed this shit all over for the 64 Olympics. I don't know. <laughs> you know? But, you know, it, but the fact that, it, you know, because it was probably um, my, my, again, my complete speculation would might is that, um, it was initially found three years ago after Tokyo already had the games. Everything was already in the bag. And whoever found it tried to sweep it under the rug until after the games so that, um, you know, it doesn't tarnish the Olympic spirit and all that bullshit. 
but somehow it got out and now they have to like scramble to you know to to try and put a cap on it probably if you notice also too that the, now that I'm th talking about it, this happens, I think, a few months after the initial change of venue was requested for the marathon and for, I think, one of the water events, you know, because of the contamination issue. And now you got this shit, you know, in, in, in this, and that's kind of what happens. I, I think I told you initially when that when that that uh, first change of venue shit was really starting it's going to be more people like people kind of pile on here in Japan. So I'm pretty sure I would, I'm getting, it's just complete wild speculation on my part, but, it, but this is kind of how I view the country that, you know, when nobody's, you know, everything's squeaky clean. All right, fine. We're just going to put a good face on it. But once a little bit of dirt gets on that, you know, white suit, then everyone's just starts flinging their mud at it and, and, and all hell breaks loose. And so, you know, that's kind of, the shit show starting like that's kind of what happens the shit show just starts and, and everything just goes fucking bananas and but but of course everyone tries to keep it a clean face on it so um you know just paint that fucking dirty ass white suit white <laughs> paint over the shit you know and then like everything's fine and and that's probably what's gonna happen i didn't see anything in the japanese media about that um I, it was in the papers like once and i'm sure there's some other shit in, in other venues. Like, I'm just positive. That's why I'm kind of glad I don't have tickets to this bullshit. Like, you know, but um, that's that's kind of what's going on. And it's like a microcosm, like I said, of, of you know, uh, putting a, a fucking band-aid on a broken leg is kind of the epitome of, of, of what happens on a governmental level here when shit hit, starts to hit the fan. So check that article out. Keep track of it on your own. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Okay. Um, I got another thing before our main event topic here. Let me check time. All right. Um, another thing I got for you, if you haven't seen this, is the world's biggest, busiest station uh, Shinjuku Station, Tokyo. Um, actually, this this came up on just um on you know I got like a um fucking Amazon Fire Stick on my TV, and so we watch YouTube. My son's dancing around to his like you know fucking kids video songs and Caillou and Tokyo Trains and all this bullshit. But anyway, <laughs> mm. and you know I watch like sports and shit like that, um, sports news and stuff like that on it as well, but. Um, that documentary came up over the holiday just randomly on my um recommendations. I was like, "Oh, cool! It's like a really in-depth." I, I, I'm not gonna. Lie. I've been to Shinjuku Station a million times. Like, I watched maybe like ten minutes of it. And it was just like from the start of like five a.m. when the station opens. I was like, oh, "Okay, this seems kind of sorry about that." Bump the mic with my beer. Um, it, it seems kind of um in-depth, and you know, if you if you're not familiar with the ins and outs of Shinjuku Station, uh, what Shinjuku Station is, you know, its significance. Uh, give it a give it a watch. It's it's you know it's about a 50, 45, 50 minute documentary. Really interesting. Probably really in depth. Again, a bit touristy for me because you know I fucking go there not all the time, but you know I'm familiar, very familiar with that station in that area. So um, I wasn't watching that shit. <laughs> Sorry, beer. Excuse me, but. Um, I think it'll be fun and educational for you, so check that out. All right, time to let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Our final topic for this episode 
is gonna be something that you probably heard about. Um, I got an article, but it's probably a bit dated now. Carlos gone, you know, um, a topic I've been keeping you up on for for several months. I told you it's been a big thing. And the article I got here is Carlos gone says he escaped injustice after fleeing Japan for Lebanon. Um, I'm not going to go based on the article, but, you know, you, there's a bunch of information, a bunch of stories out there. I'll just, I'll I'll just give my take on on the story from what I see in the Japanese media so far, and um, I was watching the news a bit, you know, because of the U.S. Iran thing, and just to see the perspective of the Japanese media. I was watching the American media and the Japanese media on that, and the Carlos Ghosn thing as well, um, just to see the both sides. It, I haven't seen a clear split yet on the Carlos Ghosn issue. It does seem like for me that. Um, He's being, you know, him leaving Japan is being painted as like, you know, the fucking escape from Alcatraz kind of thing. Like he did it. He was gone, you know, and and I saw today that they're trying to charge his wife with uh, with some per- perjury or some shit like that, too. Even though she's in Lebanon, too. They ain't coming back to Japan. Like, come on now. <laughs> they, they gone. <laughs> but like. This is, again, another example of putting a face on things where now that he's gone and when the shit hits the fan, like, things have to be done to save face, if you will. And and the government's kind of very much painting him as, you know, a criminal fleeing fleeing justice because, you know, to, without taking responsibility for his crimes and things like that. But from a foreign perspective, what I see is, you know, well, you guys, you know, kind of pushed him a little bit and you pushed him and if you pushed him and you wasn't ready for, for what he was ready to bring, you know, and he brought it, he brought the thunder, he had the resources and he, and he was like, fuck you bitches, I'm out, you know, and caught y'all slipping and I'm out this bitch. Like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what happened. And that's what I mean. Like, you know, Japan doesn't really especially on the governmental level and that's administrative level and that's kind of why it's going back to the asbestos situation i'm like look giving it a really big side eye like yeah okay y'all got it contained all right because outside of the box thinking and foresight you've heard me say this a lot again it's not to shit on japanese society it's just like if you're coming to this country or, you know, extend, spending an extended period of time here is a really important thing to understand so that you can be be a bit more understanding when these issues come up. I would say that's what it is. It's kind of like, yo, brace yourself, homie. <laughs> you know, get ready for it because you'll literally be banging yourself against the wall, like banging your head against the wall, like, why won't you people just do this? Like, you know, it's just like, no, they won't do it because they can't think about this shit. Like, you know, and and that's just a characteristic of society, of the society here for better or for worse. You know, um, America is fucking violent. <laughs> like, like every society has their, you know, ups and downs and good points and bad points. And that's living here, that's one you have to deal with. But as Carlos Gone realized, if you are non-Japanese and you find yourself, you know, because you're 
also at a bit of a disadvantage because the system doesn't necessarily work for you because you're a gaijin, because you're a, a foreigner, an outsider, a for foreigner. Um, the system is not for you, so you have to kind of game the system the best way you know how. And he did it, you know, in like the really the best way he knew how. And he got away with something, you know, whether he's guilty or how, whatever he did or whatever your views of him. He gamed the system and was able to, you know, wiggle through something that he probably would not be able to do in another country because, you know, in exploiting the what is that? Oh, sorry, I was picking up something on your phone. Um, um, because of the lack of foresight, you know, in in Japanese society, and that's something that I encourage you to do as well. I mean, not like hop on the private jet to to evade the law, but <laughs> but, but but you know, um, I do it in my everyday life. You hear me talking about it, you know, whenever those type of situations comes up, and that is that type of thing is kind of a, a bit of an equalizer you know that i i kind of take into account um and which helps me adjust to that being on the outside of society and, and you know a bit on the outside of society here so i mean it, it's interesting you know his on the japanese side it is a bit of like well how did this happen and you know he his lawyers like on tv because they're you know they're like well what the fuck did you know? <laughs> and from what I could tell this story, like, he didn't tell me shit. <laughs> and people are like, because someone has to take responsibility. And, you know, again, this is this is another teachable moment. His lawyer is kind of his representative. So he's like his tantosha, if you heard me use this word before. You know, the person who's responsible for it. So he has to kind of take, he's left holding the bag, basically. You know, when the shit goes wrong and everyone likes to complain, so they're going to complain to him. You know, and the court, I guess, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what they're gonna do. All they can do is like, you know, kick and scream and be like, that's not fair, pretty much, you know. So, mm. the whole thing's pretty fucking entertaining to me, to be honest with you. Um, and, and I don't know what is because it's such a brazen kind of thing, Japan doesn't really, especially the law in Japan, my impression is the law is so overbearing here. They haven't really had this type of black eye before. So it's really, you know, so now they're like, we're going to crack down on this type of stuff. Because he didn't have an ankle bracelet. He didn't have anything. So they're like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're going to track their movements. And we're going to basically do all the things that are like standard procedures in other countries. But because like, you know, the law here is the law. Sorry, Judge Dredd. Um, <laughs> then they, there was never really a need to. But now, when 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 these kind of you know wild card factors become introduced into Japan, these growing pains really do happen. And in this case, in general, because I believe because he's non-Japanese, he was handled a very different way than a Japanese person would be handled. And that pressure on him, you know, um, and him not fold, and another thing, him not folding to that pressure is another thing because typically, I would if it was a Japanese person in that type of situation, out of the embarrassment, you know, trying to embarrass, trying to shame, trying to put that person in an uncomfortable position, position are things that would typically work in breaking a person. You know, it, it, I think it, it before if you've 
was it an article or a video or so? Uh, yeah, a video I believe I, I posted in a previous episode. Um, that when it goes into it, those interrogation tactics and things like that will typically break a Japanese person. But because he was so indignant and so hard fast on his stance, like you know, you might think, okay, let's give up. But they'll lean in harder and they double down so much, and they just push him. It's like, all right, man, you know, fuck y'all, I'm out this bitch. Let me call these green berets. Let me get this jet, fuel that bitch up. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious for me to me, <laughs> you know, riding on you bitches. <laughs> so so yeah, um, you know, um, it seems like he's gone. I don't expect him to be back in Japan. You know, he's got Lebanon. I think he's got France and a few other countries he can just like float around to. So it seems like he's just gonna lie low for a while. Probably make a. He's. I'm waiting for his press conference. He's like Tupac press conference moment where he's like, "Yeah, y'all motherfuckers thought I was dead. Y'all tried to bury me. <laughs> you tried to bury me." <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that press conference, and I really want to see how the Japanese media reacts to that. Uh, it's probably I didn't watch the news today. It might be some shit on there today, but 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 you know, whenever he starts speaking, you know, unfiltered, like he can say whatever the fuck he wants, and he, I'm sure he's gonna let the Japanese fucking judicial system have it, and you know. Um, for right or for, for guilty or inter, guilty or innocent, right or wrong, whatever. I'm not there to judge. I'm just got my popcorn, just watching the show. So, um, whatever those developments are, I'll bring them to you. But it definitely is an interesting thing. So, all right, I'm gonna leave things off there because I got packed this shit up, and like I said, do one more thing. But again, um, a brief episode. Hopefully, after this new year settles down for me a bit more, I'll be able to give you guys a bit, a few more longer episodes. Um, for the next few weeks, um, my schedule is going to be a bit tight, especially now with this um, new content schedule I'm rolling out. But excuse me, I don't know. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll just play it by ear. You know, at least again, I try and keep the episodes to at least about a half an hour. And I think an hour is like a really, really good one. But we got 30 something minutes in. So eh, eh, it bees like that sometimes. All right. But whatever. Let, let me get out of here. Um a blessed, uh, 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 festive, uh, you know, happy 2020 for you guys. Like, really, whatever you're thinking about doing, wanting to do, dreaming about doing, write it down, um, visualize it, think about it. I was, you know, on the bus, like, today, um, on my way back, clo eyes closed, listening to music, just envisioning my dreams, you know, um, thinking where I'm going. I was before this, I was watching this Kevin Hart special uh, on Netflix. He's got a little thing on there, and they're talking about his how he came up in the same kind of way. And I'm just getting pumped up because talking about you know his grind, but before he became famous, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm in that kind of space right now where things are starting to move a little bit, but I'm, I'm but you know I'm still in there. I'm in it, so. Um, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, like, you know, please just go for it. Um, you know, and, and why you're doing it, not just the thing you want to have. Why are you doing what you want to do? You know, um, what, what, what do you want to get out of it? What feelings do you want to have? What, you know, what, what is it going to, how is it going to enrich you and enrich other people? And ask yourself why to get to the core of that feeling and put it in, you know, and, and put that 
into everything you do. Like, um, that's what I've been doing for the past few years. And it's taking me on some wild turns. It's still taking me on some wild turns. But um, I'm enjoying the fucking ride much, like, more than ever. So last year was the best year of my life. And I got a feeling this is going to be the best year of my life. And hopefully this is this is the best year of your life. All right, let me leave it there. So all right, y'all. I'll see you next time. Peace.